Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And we did not pull a 2014, thank God. We did not. Yep, never want to pull a 2014. I think 2014 might be the only time that lot, no, surely not. That could not have been LaTeX's first loss to an issue and only loss. Probably since FBS, though, right? It, yeah. it is since FBS. It was 20 losses all time if we go back to 1907. 54 yeah. wins, five ties. So since we went FBS in 88. Since we went FBS, that was our only loss. Well, that's okay. And it's it's been almost 10 years, and while it still stings badly, uh, this... <laughs> And there's a lot of things that pissed me off in this game. I'm ready to talk about it, but yeah. I'm not, I don't mean pissed me off uh, bad. Well, let's just get to, let's just dive in. Yeah. So h- how do we want to start this, Nathan? We can start at the top with you attending this game. I mean, yeah. you went to the FIU game, but now that, you know, classes in session and things like that, I imagine the vibe was a little bit different in Rustin. Hey, real quick. Uh, we've, we did say we didn't repeat 2014, but just to be clear, LaTeX did win this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah, yeah, that, no, we tied. We tied. The, yeah, that's the, true. A fifty-one twenty-one tie with the Northwestern State. Yeah, Demons. I mean it was, and it was definitely uh, that big margin of victory makes me very happy. But yeah, Evan, what was it like at the uh, at the game with Catherine? Yeah, honestly, the game itself was uh, really nice. The weather was actually nice. The first time I've felt sub ninety degrees at like five PM in like literally months. Um it's been very hot this summer in Dallas and and over in Ruston as well. So that was a big plus. And then man, they were serving free utility beers at Argent Pavilion. Like what what has happened to what has happened to good old Ruston? I mean, you know, not only are they selling beer in the stadium now, they're giving away free beer at the tailgate before. I mean Man, those Baptists are losing control. They heard us complaining about how empty the (laughs) tailgates have been these past few years, and that's one way to solve it: give out free beer and yeah, good beer. People will show up. Yeah. Well, Les Geis announced that he is stepping down and to go out with a bang in his last football season as president. Uh, Free alcohol for everybody. Maybe that's why. (laughs) Yeah, I think we'll we'll probably talk about that more later, but. As far as the inside the stadium goes, I mean, I got to shout out the student section, man. So Catherine kind of looked at me early in the game. It's like, oh, man, there's like a lot of there's a lot of students down there. Like, it seems like a pretty good crowd. And I was like, yeah, but don't worry. Like, the students are all going to leave at halftime. And she was like, what do you mean? It's like it's relatively close. Like, why would they leave? And I was like, ah, just trust me. They always leave. Then they didn't leave. Yeah. I was like, I was floored. Honestly, I, I mean, I don't know if it was like all freshmen and they haven't gotten the memo yet that all students at tech leave games at halftime or, or what. But I mean, in all seriousness, shout out to the students. They only really started leaving when we had blown the game open in the third quarter. Honestly, like if I had ever left a tech game early, I probably would have left this one early uh, tonight, too. But to this date, I have never left a tech football game before it was over. So I, I kept that streak alive. Um, but yeah, I mean. Inside the stadium, it was nice. They were giving away koozies and stickers for the 1973 National Champions team. Important question. And, yeah. How many koozies did you get? I got, I think, six. Okay. I got my dad and mom to grab some. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just a it was just a good time. Catherine got to see her first win. So, <laughs> you know, she said, and I quote, I was never the problem. Um, <laughs> so... And, and then she went on offense and said that they've lost more games that I've been at than they have that she's been at, which is true. Yeah. 
but they've also won a lot of games that I was at too. Was my defense for myself. So anyway, yeah, I mean, good atmosphere overall. Um, also, DJ. So the speaker system still sounds terrible, but the DJ at least was not blaring loud music while we were on offense breaking the huddle. <laughs> Only when we were on defense and Northwestern was breaking the huddle, which was really pissing off this Northwestern fan that was sort of next to me <laughs> in the in the stadium. He was very mad about it. Yeah, I couldn't even tell on the broadcast that there was a DJ. I mean, I could hear the, you know, the stadium sounds and the music playing, but it wasn't the same as that FIU game where, okay, yep, that's the DJ because the bass is broken out on the speaker or whatever. Just to say this part up front, too, I didn't get to watch this game live, even on TV. Um, I had other plans, but I was able to watch it um, thanks to ESPN Plus, And, you know, they keep an archive of the games. So I, I was able to watch it all. And from the broadcast, I mean, you got to love it when L- Lynn Rollins and Chris Mikoski are doing the call. Hell yeah. uh, never a bad time with them. There are a few little bugs in the broadcast early on since this was a tech produced one. Um, just, you know, we only do this every now and then. So like, it takes a little bit, especially at the beginning of the year to kind of get in the swing of things, you know, the camera being a little too zoomed in on a wide shot. So you can't see the formation, stuff like that. There were a few times where, uh, Lynn and Chris were talking to, I guess the producer on the broadcast. And I think they have a separate, like they press a button so that their feed doesn't (laughs) go out to, you know, to us so that the audience could hear it. Yeah. And there were several times. Or like, hey, can they hear what the um, what the referee just said when he announced the penalty? No, okay, and then they would say it to the mic. Not on them at all, of course. And uh, by the end of the game, most of these little things have been fixed. Like the TD graphics said team so, name and team nickname. Um, so but, the, real quick, the, about you're talking about the graphics. I'm just listeners. I'm just now tuning back in because my employer's husband called me asking me where his genealogical books were that I printed for him, and uh, I told him. I did not have them at my desk because I want my money first. <laughs> so let this be a lesson, folks. Make sure you get your, make sure you get paid for your work. Uh, so you're talking about the graphics on the screen and everything and kind of yeah, the, the broadcast in general. So I was frustrated mostly with the fact that there was no first down in line of scrimmage graphic. It felt like I was watching a game in the nineties or the eighties. And, uh, Although it did make it more fun keeping an eye on the sideline for the marker to kind of guess where it was going to be or where, where I'm the just kind was. of used to that. Like even, yeah. <laughs> even now when watching like Monday night football last night, I I watched the referee cause I was used to doing that in band and signaling to the drum major, whether or not well, I got a first down or not, man, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Don't get, that's like my biggest rant about fucking bands is like oh, when they're not the paying loving. attention to the game. Anyway, I'll, I'll so, the graphic, <laughs> The graphics were pretty frustrating and the zooming in, zooming out felt very amateur. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was fine. I Yeah, I I definitely think by the end of the game, it was good. Um, yeah, it, but it could be better, will, right? But was good. Uh, but it, I don't know if it got better because eventually I had to tune out because I was uh, I had to go to a festival for a work related thing. And uh, and the game got pretty boring in the fourth quarter, it, to be fair. You know I was what? doing it, a lot it, more skipping ahead then. It was good, boring. Yeah, no, I'm okay with the boring, but I just, so and, I want, again, I watched this after the fact, so I, I, this was on a recording. I knew what the final score was when I started watching it, basically, is what that means. And so well, it got to the end of the third quarter, and it's like, yeah. it's 51-21, and I went, wait, that's the final score. And so <laughs> yeah. then I had to watch an entire quarter knowing that there will be no more scoring in this football game. At that point, you're just looking for positives to take away from it. But oh, I, right. I will say that we didn't mention that, or if you guys did when I was, when I muted it, I don't know, but... Tech already has two wins on the season, folks. They've only yeah. won three games the last yeah. two seasons. Hey, we're two thirds uh, of the way there to the yeah. goal, right? To the <laughs> yeah, dream. So 
three wins two years ago, three wins last year, two wins already. Uh, we'll we'll get to UNT here in a sec, but that part feels the best. Uh, I know that's a little off subject from the A and V quality here, but uh, that's my that was my biggest takeaway from this. Yeah, I mean to talk about the game itself, right? I think going in, I was hoping for the kind of game that would answer questions moving forward. And when you're playing like a quote unquote lesser opponent, it's kind of hard to do that. Like you really need to dominate for me to feel comfortable. Like, okay, yeah, we're going to be able to compete with Western Kentucky because what I'm seeing against Northwestern state that did not happen in this game. In my opinion, I think there are reasons why these questions weren't answered. Like for example, Northwestern did not want to tackle us on simple between the tackles run plays. So we didn't really have to establish a passing game. Right. So, you know, if you look at Hank Bachmeyer's stat line, he's nine for 18, 110 yards, a touchdown. That's not good. Right. That's, that's actually really bad considering the opponent, but he only attempted 18 passes because Keith Willis Jr. went for 188 on 13 carries, right? They just didn't want to tackle him. Yeah. We had three drives that were one play touchdown drives due to a busted run. Yeah. Why pass the ball if that's going to be true? Like there's not even time to pass the ball because because your drives aren't drives. They're just single plays. So and then he gets know, pulled in the fourth quarter as well. So that's even fewer chances for him to throw. Right. The ball. And so going into this, you know, I was hoping for like long sustained drives. That's what I've really what we haven't seen from this team. And honestly, we did not get that in this game. There, there's no single drive longer than we had an 11 play field goal drive. And other than that, the longest drive was six plays. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, like, and that was a touchdown drive, right? So it we had a nine play field goal. We had two field goal drives that were longer. So we had that eleven play, the one that you said also a nine play. Oh, okay, I missed the second. Yeah, the beginning of the second yeah, half. The nine play. Um, there were two pass interferences on that drive to extend it that long. Um, that was part of it. Uh, I guess the second one, there weren't any penalties that, you know, force first downs upon Louisiana Tech. But I mean, you're right. It was very much a either big play or nothing, which is what we talked about last week. The success rate of this game, granted, it was higher than Northwestern States, but it wasn't great. But the explosiveness of this team still is kind of world shattering. They're one of the most explosive teams, if not the most explosive team in college football, but they just can't get drives put together. They're so reliant on the big play. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, that's not really taking away from anything in this game offensively because I mean, you're talking about like non-successful drives and it's like we punted what four times in the game. I mean, yeah, we scored 51 points in three quarters. I'm not going to complain about that. Right. Not at all. And one of those was a defensive touchdown, I guess. So the offense only scored and that's 44. Good. But, <laughs> and, that's, yeah. and that's just fine. I There was improvement all the way around. And it felt like LaTeX was getting better as the game went on. It, against FIU, that was brutal in the fucking practice unis or whatever the fuck those were. And then, <laughs> Yeah, new uh, uniforms look great, too. I didn't talk about do. that earlier. They, they yeah. do. And that's part of the general aesthetic we were talking about earlier. We should have thrown that in there. The uniforms look terrific. Just wearing uniforms that have names on the back doesn't make <laughs> us look like a fucking Division three high school team. Yeah. So that was cool. But it felt like LaTeX was getting better and better and better as the game went on. I mean, Hank didn't really have a world-beater game, but why would he need to when the, yeah, when the exactly. fucking holes are opening up like the, the – Parting like the Red Sea. So it wasn't really, and that's good game planning I mean, right there. 
uh, we, by we had three running backs with with five or more carries that all averaged over 10 yards a carry. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, that, that is that. that Keldrick is Moody, five for 52. Tyree Shelton, who's coming back, uh, seeing his first action after some, you know, after having a shoulder injury in camp, five for 62. Uh, and then Keith Willis Jr., 13 for 188 and two touchdowns, the most by a tech true freshman running back since Kenneth Dixon in 2012. So, you know, I'm not saying he's Kenneth Dixon, but he had one run where there were shades of Kenneth yeah, Dixon. Yeah, man. He, there was one run. I don't know when it was. It was pretty filthy. He, yeah. he busted right through the line of scrimmage and just took a linebacker's life. And <laughs> just stiff-armed I, that man straight to the shadow realm. <laughs> and the guy's 18 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. a, that's pretty tremendous. I expected him just to keep running, and then he was going in the direction of the DAC. I expected like a Looney Tunes Keith Willis shaped <laughs> hole in the side of the DAC we'd have to pay to repair because well, it just looked like nothing. Not even buildings could stop yeah. him. Well, the it's all fine and good. We've joked in the chat and on Twitter, X. Everyone was talking about how oh Keith Willis enjoy it while it lasts. He'll be gone next year to an SEC school or Big Twelve or whatever. So that part sucks that there's the allure now. You don't have to sit out if you well, transfer her and, and I said that about Smoke Harris too. And Smoke yeah, Harris was Smoke here, although stayed. you couldn't really tell in this game. He only yeah. had two catches on the night. And that's fine because Cumbie adjusted the game plan. He's like, wow, this ground and pound's really working. So there's no reason yeah. to really throw the football too much. And that's fine. I'm not, that, I'm never going to be upset that there aren't passing offensive fireworks as long as the running game yeah. is as, as good as As long as, as we was. win by 30. Yeah, you win by 30. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And not all that was defensive touchdowns. A lot of that was rushing touchdowns, and that that's fine. If we if we turn into a, a away from a pass heavy school, which I'd argue we haven't been in some time now, uh, just a few years. But if we turn into this super ground and pound defensive type football team, that's fine. I just want to win. Yeah, you mentioned that defensive touchdown too. That was by Cedric Woods. Uh, this was said on the broadcast. I'm not sure if it was said elsewhere. Chris Mykoski pointed it out. Uh, this now makes 13 consecutive seasons that Tech has had a pick six, which is the third longest streak in the nation right now. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, I remember some great pick sixes from my time. Um, obviously, watching Xavier Woods play here and yeah. Amik, you know, it's it's kind of a, a trend. And it's nice to see that continue, especially so early on in the season. Um, what did you guys think of the defensive performance in this game? I mean, statistically, it's not the best performance and maybe not what we expected, but, you know, 324 yards overall, 139 through the air, 185 on the ground. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to be angry. Uh, yeah, too much because Northwestern scored seven points in the second half. So it's it's hard to be. And that could just be them throwing up the white flag and changing their game plan, too. but. Tech had three picks, 134 passing yards for Northwestern, 185 rushing yards, which isn't great. Would like to get that number down, whittle that number down. But, but even uh, then, that was on 51 carries. Yeah, like, that's the is, thing that, that is that we knew Northwestern State, Northwestern State was going to run the ball a lot, and they did. And yes, Tech didn't stuff them at the line every time, Yeah, but and, and well, allowed some runs. I mean, they had two backs sure. with carries of over 20 yards, but... They were not going to win this game if Tech was going to score 51 points by running the ball. And no. I mean, so, that's not how it shook out anyway. A couple numbers that stick out to me big time. Tech's uh, average rush per rush was 9.7 yards. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that sticks out. Four touchdowns total. 367 rushing yards in the game. That's got to be pretty high up on LaTex all-time rushing yards in a game. And then 
but the funny, the craziest thing is Hank only ha- Hank went nine of eighteen for a touchdown. He didn't fumble. He didn't throw any picks. It was pretty conservative through the air, and that's fine. We've been over that, but. To only have thrown the ball 22 times in a Tech game is pretty insane. Yeah. Well, and, and 18 times with your starter, too. I mean, Jack Turner comes sure. in and goes three, three for three four, or four with a pick and one yard. Three one for yard. four yeah. for yeah. one yard. Yeah. Better than Aaron Rodgers. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the one thing that concerned me about the defense in this game was that you know, against a Northwestern team that's supposed to be probably the weakest team on your schedule or definitely the weakest team on your schedule, the defensive line wasn't really controlling the line of scrimmage the way that they did against FIU or the way that I was hoping they would in this game. And that shows up in the stats. If you just look at the the total tackles, I mean, the leaders are Miles Hurd with 15 tackles. These are safety. Right, so that tells me that the running backs are getting through to the second to the third well, level. Um, he also had, yes, two point five tackles for loss. That's true. Uh, that's true. We were blitzing a lot, um, which it, I can go into in a second as well. But I mean, we were sending the secondary into the backfield, possibly because our front seven weren't doing a good job of tackling either. Yeah, so that that was really the only concern for me was like you know on certain drives like so they had three touchdown drives on one of those drives I remember messaging the group like man we just got manhandled at the line of scrimmage that whole drive and it was embarrassing and I don't think that bodes well for the future you know if Northwestern is able to show on tape that we can be pushed around in a certain kind of way so yeah so that was really the only thing that concerned me I thought there were a lot of bright spots on the defense as well though but I'll let I'll let one of you guys weigh in too. So kind of went over the numbers. They performed pretty well against uh, that goofy quarterback that uh, Northwestern had. That uh, who was Vander it? Vanderwall. Vanderwall, Dutch bastard. So uh, he didn't play particularly well. He had a couple of carries for only twenty-four yards. Yeah, that's what scares me. Actually, yeah. At first, at first, I was like, "What the hell, man?" It was like two or three straight runs of ten yards. And the broadcast was surprised by it, too. He's not a running quarterback, but Tech was blitzing off the edge, and he was just running where the defense allowed him to run. And if Tech plays an actual true scrambling quarterback coming up on the schedule, and I don't know when that would be. Nebraska. 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 Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, exactly. So that's what scares me about this defense. If we are that, that blitz heavy against Nebraska, is that that QB can just carry the ball, take what the defense gives him, and – we haven't been able to get our front seven, um, at least our defensive line, enough, like, you know, filling gaps, things like that. There's an easy outlet for him to take off and run. And Vanderwall took advantage of it, but again, True. he wasn't the type of quarterback to normally try to take advantage of things like that. Well, Sims, the quarterback for um, Nebraska, just looking way far ahead here, he actually got yanked in the game against Colorado. They put in a, a sophomore guy to go in, and he actually through a touchdown but yeah that that that'll be interesting to see how they prepare for that i don't think unt's got a particularly fast quarterback so <laughs> well they've got two right now but we'll talk about that on the the second half of the pod um yeah let's go ahead and skip to the end of this let's pick players to, our player of the game and your final closing thoughts well, i mean i think but, unilaterally it's got to be willis i mean oh, I, don't yeah, know who, I, I don't think who else i'll give a second one just to give you a, a defensive player that i thought really stood out uh, but I mean, Willis obviously 
one of the best performances we've seen in about a decade, right? Since Kenneth Dixon was uh, was here. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with um, the nickel safety, Michael Richard. He's a true freshman, was targeted seven times in this game, only allowed one completion. He had a an amazing diving interception. And then he also broke up, I believe, three passes or defended three passes in this game, um, which do interceptions count as passes defended? I'm not sure. I don't mm. think they do. So, I mean, so he's targeted seven times. He picks one off, defends the other three, and only allows one of the other three to uh, be completed. So, I mean, the dude is balling out, and he actually didn't even start his first game, right? It was. Uh, yeah, I didn't recognize his name at first. Was, yeah. I, I kept looking for the jersey number. They'd say Richard, and I was like, who? Yeah, I, I was like, who is that guy? And then they announced it, you know, once he had the interception. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. If he's um, as good as he looked Saturday night and we have Willie Roberts on the other side, who I don't think Northwestern State even really tried to target very much at all because they've seen what he's been able to do so far this season. We've got a good secondary lined up. Yeah, it's not bad. And Woods is playing better so far this season. I mean, you know, Richard's PFF grade was 80.8, which I believe translates to like starter level or whatever. Right. It's like he's just good. Yeah, he's good. That's what it means. <laughs> is he enough? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then obviously Keith Willis, PFF score of 83.9. Um, the only other thing, so I guess I'll jump into just my my overall thoughts here. The only other thing that really concerned me about this game was that, you know, the passing game wasn't good, as we said earlier, but it didn't have to be. But Kyle Maxwell, on really the first drive, the first, like, play that he was targeted on, he makes a great catch on a downfield pass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gets us within the five yard line, but he comes up hurt. And that is the exact same thing that happened last week um, against SMU. The very first pass attempt out to Cyrus Allen, he comes up hurt. And it's like, I think that happened against FIU too. It's like, how many wide receivers are we going to have to go through All before we, yeah, before we find one that's like going to be able to get tackled, you know? And I get that things happen and it's not their fault or whatever, but once it's happened three times in three games and it's like, oh, the starting wide receiver, the starting outside receiver just went out with an injury in the first drive. Starting to feel like something weird is going on, right? So Yeah, I, I guess we just keep recruiting players with glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> Every night their heart attacks put them to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it was great to see a guy like Kobe Duru step up and, you know, have a touchdown reception and, you know, play pretty well, but it's just concerning that like like we're not going to go for 368 on the ground against most teams on our schedule so we're going to just need wait s- <laughs> we're going <laughs> to need only said some- most we don't have to do it every week that's when true La- when latech beats colorado in the national championship with 400 rushing yards you'll see that'll be fun cuz we've already lost a game really badly so i don't know that we're in the conversation <laughs> for Maddie anymore but if alabama can lose a game hey. we can lose a game I'm with you. I'm back on board. Any other thoughts, Matt? Uh, just uh, it, it got kind of iffy at times. It was too close for comfort at the beginning. It felt like yeah. this is going to be closer than it needed to be. I don't remember all the times that Northwestern got within 10 points or less, but for a while I was getting frustrated. I was like, man, this is a little closer than it needs to be. And started pulling away big time in the second half. The third quarter was huge. I think we outscored them 21 to seven or whatever. And that really put them to put it to bed. But you're actually thinking of the second quarter, 21 to seven, the third quarter was just 20 to seven. Ah, ah, so yeah, but it felt like LaTeX got better as the game went on and 
I realize that it's an inferior competition, but you're supposed to put away that lower level competition easily. And eventually that's what they did. So I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Player of the game. Um, I haven't given mine yet, you know, two weeks in a row picking Blake Oshendorf, but he only kicked a 41 as long this week. And if I remember right, he had one that was a pretty, pretty not yeah. great. He had punt. like a 20 yarder at one point. Yeah. Um, he's allowed to have a bad week. He can get that out of his system this week and, and get back out to just dominating the punting game. Uh, but I'll stick with the special teams are Jacob Barnes. We didn't yep. even really have to think about him because he hit all three of his field goals and hit all six of his extra points. Yep. He was good. the Conference you know, USA yeah. Special Teams Player of the Week. And yeah, he doesn't hit every single one of them. He will miss another field goal this year probably. But he's out there and he just kind of gets things done. And at the college level, that's all you can really ask for in your kicker and scored 15 of our 51 points this week. Yeah, the Blue Tech Blue guys were saying the other day that he has the highest kicking percentage of any kicker in tech history so i mean it certainly helps that he doesn't attempt anything past 45 yards really but um when a lot of those other guys did but i mean that's some interesting perspective (laughs) well he kicked the ball nine times so there were there were six extra points and three field goals so they all went through and that's a way to build confidence i mean i don't know if they were all chip shots i don't know if anyone were over 40 yards but the that's longest good, was 36. But, yeah. And that's then that's okay. I mean, you're, you're going through the uprights, and you did it nine times in a game, and that does build confidence. I mean, he's I think he's only missed two kicks so far this season, all against FIU. Um, I don't remember. I don't know how he did against SMU. I didn't watch that game. Yeah, I think but, I think Buck missed the one against, oh, against SMU. SMU. Yeah. yeah, that kid should never be kicking the ball unless it's on kickoffs. But Yeah, kickoffs, uh, absolutely, Buck. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, go for uh, it. Go for it, Buck. <laughs> So, but anyway, it feels good to get a big win. Uh, been a while since we had one of those, and it 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 bodes well <laughs> going into next week against UNT. Absolutely, yeah. If Sonny Cumbie is going to settle for the field goal when we get inside the forty, then I'm glad we have a kicker that can at least hit them. Uh, the other thing I want to point out in my kind of closing thoughts here, we've gone through a lot of this game already. I just want to point out one little stretch from Northwestern State that was just so much fun to watch. Just disastrous for the demons. Uh, Just under two minutes left in the first half. A deep pass that gets dropped by the receiver who had no one around him. He would have scored the touchdown there um, and I think made it a one possession game. Then the play right after that is a one yard sack, then a nine yard sack. Then they would go on to punt, but the punter fumbles the snap (laughs) and then gets demolished by Louisiana Tech. And the very next play is the 30 yard touchdown run by Charvis Thornton. Just a, yeah. a brutal five play yeah. stretch. Yeah. It yeah. goes from a, a touch, a sure handed touchdown to Northwestern State to a sure handed touchdown yeah. for Tech. A touchdown, by the way, that would have made it a three point game. So yeah. that's that right there is when this game was decided. I think. Yeah, Brett Money was not money on that uh, on that play right there. That's got to be a terrifying feeling knowing you're about to get denominated. Yeah, uh, because <laughs> there's there's no help. <laughs> just like run, leave the ball and run. Just throw the ball backwards like that kid in that video who was uh, a running back and ran backwards and then threw the ball inexplicably up in the air. <laughs> so yeah, I'll stop trying to work on a banking pun. I can't quite get one to work for Brett Money, but. Yeah, just that that was fun to watch and having the benefit of knowing how this game ended means that I didn't have to stress about whether or not Tech won. I could just enjoy, you know, Northwestern State struggle there for a little bit. But this was a game that Tech handled. Could have been better. Yeah, could have been worse. We know it could be. I'm not 
any more confident or any less confident about how the season will go. And that's kind of a weird takeaway to come from a game. Um, I think that after North Texas, I'll have a better idea, but even they just lost to FIU. So who knows, but we'll get there uh, tomorrow, I guess, as the shows come out. So that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you can read our blog post recapping this Northwestern State game or on Friday previewing the North Texas game. And while you're there, you can also get the Merch of the Month. It's a national champions shirt from 1973 where Tech defeated Western Kentucky in the Camellia Bowl. Tech has Western Kentucky lined up as a home opponent in October, so I would get the shirt right now. It's $5 off, so you can get it in plenty of time to wear it to the game. Nice light blue shirt. I think you should get it. And yeah, do the contest while you're there too, gtpdd.dog slash contest. And so until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go Tech, please don't die. You know, that, that just wasn't something that I thought bode or boded. I don't think you can past tense the word bode, can you? I don't know. Um, I didn't, I don't think that bodes well. Um, I don't think that bodes well for the future. You know, if Northwestern is able to show on tape that we can be pushed around in a certain kind of way. So, uh, past tense but, of bode is boded. I also Google it. Yeah. Okay. So you, well, you were, you were right. Dave Anderson won't, you know, take a piss in your <laughs> gas tank tonight. <laughs>